Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Coach Alonda Brooks, and you are now listening to I Am Becoming. I'm super stoked. I told you that I was going to bring more phenomenal men on the show, so today we have one. We have Mr. Carlton Collins. He is an activist, an author, an entrepreneur, and a speaker with over a decade of experience in education initiative nationwide. His book, published in 2017, is called Rebel, Resist Every Bias on Every Level focuses on black male achievement in 2018 he co-founded engines that work a minority business development firm based in cincinnati in 2020 as a part of the heights movement a community development organization launched my brother's keeper in lincoln heights and partnered with the obama foundation he has served on numerous boards and aided in numerous initiatives including becoming the youngest national secretary of morehouse college alumni association welcome 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 thank you for having me listen so you wrote this phenomenal book we gotta we gotta unpack that because i definitely feel like in today's climate of the world i'm a mother of a black son I'm raising a black young man and whoo that topic is just so heavy but it's so needful the conversation is so needful so I want to jump into your book what was on your mind when you was like I have to take on this charge um to write this this literary work uh called Rebel the the first thing was first of all thank you for having me i appreciate you i appreciate the platform gives me an opportunity to share um i wrote it out of fear right mm-hmm. um, so i was scared after trayvon passed away i'm i'm just one of them i've dealt with enough in life to where you know you you hope and you you act intentionally for the best but you prepare yes. for the worst right Mm -hmm. so after I was nervous after Trayvon I'd already had the idea for the book um and I was like yo let me just write a playbook to my son I'm a little nervous seen some things let me just god forbid something happened to me he now has a playbook for the way that he should live his life um and give him that in terms of just from a legacy perspective so that's Mm -hmm. really where it was born from but then when I realized that my life can be taken at any point Right. Like when like the delusion of like the protection of our black bodies was gone with Trayvon. And then there was yeah. no there was no uh you know, there was nothing was ever settled there, right? There was yeah, no, there was no justice. You could say it was no justice. There's no justice. Yeah. Um that's when like it really lit a fire under me, and I was like, I need to get this done. And I didn't feel safe until I got it done. So, 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 tell me some of the principles that you wrote in this book to your son. So, it starts out with a letter to him, just saying, you know, it, it's it's a blessing. Uh, one of the major things that I reference there is like just family you know, appreciating, you know, I wouldn't be where I am right now without my grandfather, uh, the Reverend Robert Russell Collins. He was the pastor of uh, Revelation Baptist Church downtown, corner of uh, Liberty and John, which got knocked down for FC Cincinnati, but that's a whole nother story. We, we, they got to see me one day. <laughs> and then uh, he was also at uh, Lincoln Heights Missionary Baptist Church. So those are the two churches that I was raised in. 
but just the experience of him knowing his great grandfather, his excuse me, his great great grandfather. Um, my granddaddy had the he lived to the ripe old age of 107, right? So my son, my nephews, that next generation being able to to acknowledge him. So it was a it was some great things there, right? So that's really kind of where it starts. And then, but the, the main principle of the book is centered around DNA, right? So we all have DNA. And that's, you know, the what is it? Deoxy deonucleic acid or whatever it's called, right? So you have your genetics, but you also have the school you were born, uh, the school you had access to, the family you were born into, the their socioeconomic class, you know, the the trauma that your parents couldn't shield you from, those are all part of the calculus of who you became before you were 18, right? And all of our biases are formed through lived experience and what we're told. So even if something's passed down within family, that's how you form your thoughts. But we were outside of controlling those things. So now it's up to us to, to what are we gonna do with it, right? So everything is built around your DNI. So that's your destination, your navigation, and your intensity. So where are you trying to go? How are you going to get there? And when do you want to arrive? And if you can determine those things in various areas in your life over and over again, you can mm -hmm. start controlling outcomes. So that's the core of it. It's just a it's just a lens in which to look at, you know, kind of problem solving. But how are you setting your goals? Uh, and mo most importantly. How are you being deliberate in your path to get there? Yeah, I like that. So I know um, touching again on um, what you were saying, I think it's very important. I know I just was faced, you know, faced with some situations with my son as far as schooling. And I had to, like, take mm -hmm. a step back as a parent and really say, you know, um, they've, they've always gone to private school. So my daughter made a decision last year. She was like, yeah, mom, I'm kind of done with private school. So I said, okay, just give it one more year. We got a plan for you, you know, you switch over. Mm -hmm. So now she goes to Princeton. So now I, I, I realized something though with my son that it, it really, I think it was like the first time, like I would say the second time. Cause I definitely feel like the first time my heart broke was definitely when Trayvon Martin was killed. I was like, I was scared. I think for the first time, even though I was raised by a black man, um, you know, I got to see my father be the first athletic uh, trainer at a, um, a Jesuit school. That's what brought us to Cincinnati. Um, and I, of course the little sister of three black brothers. And like, I feel like, I've said this before, like we never really kind of experienced racism until we moved to Ohio, but I just have realized some things with being a parent to a young black male. I think that not only are we are they being gunned down in the streets, but I feel like they are they're also being assassinated in schools. And so um, it, I feel like last year was the first year that I really like had an experience with the uh, the prison to pipeline agenda um, as far as how harshly um, they are pushing it, especially in the private school sector. So I just I want to know, does your book touch on anything as far as education principles and how do you feel about that as 
as a black man who has gone to a prestigious um, HBCU, um, you know, like what are your perspectives about that and how um, the, the state of education is as well as as far as breaking down the mind of our young black boys? So I think it's, it's really important for, and this is all parents to understand, right? that the school district itself is not in charge of the development of your child. And I say that because because of all the layers, right? When you're talking about federal, this is the things that they got to do. They got to do certain things from a state perspective. Um, You're listening to the board, you have partners. It's just so many moving parts, especially when we're talking about places like Cincinnati Public Schools. Uh, in the larger public school districts, just nationwide. Um, and even district, no, nobody's exempt, even districts like Princeton. Um, right, right, right. Schools aren't necessarily built to be safe for a black boy. Mm. And when it was designed, dating way, way back, Right, they said, who's the target pupil? Like, who is the the main person that we're going to design education around, for who, who for it to fit? And they centered it around white girls, because then you get black women, you get white men, but you center it around their learning style. Black boys being more kinesthetic, um, we like to move, we like to get active. You know, we don't often just learn from one mode, right? We're not just visual right. learning. We're not just, mm-hmm. you know, audio. Um, Processors, learning. yeah, yeah. Um, but also I think it's it's a travesty that the, the, that at an early age, you're not, you're not equipped with your learning style as you go through school. Yeah. Like right? I learned my learning style, I was a junior in college. Wow. I was like, I'm the guy who's in love with education. Like, this is what I do. I'm trying to get more black men in it. Like, and I didn't learn my own learning style until I was a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was handed the book Countering the Conspiracy to Destroy Black Boys by Dr. Juwanza Kanjufu. That book changed my life. And it just talks about the, it was that one and, and, and another one, which was Black Student Middle Class Teacher. These are both books written by him. And it talks about the phenomena of you know, white women going to predominantly white institutions, then being dropped in urban school districts. And mm-hmm. now they don't have any connection with the kids that they're serving. Not a cultural connection, right? Mm-hmm. Because America is still very segregated. Yeah. We very. go off to our own individual silos. And you know, Cincinnati is extremely segregated. Right? Absolutely. We, we all know each other. There's a coexistence, but at the same time, like, there's always friction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just funny you mentioned, like, I didn't know racism until I got to Cincinnati. And I just want, there's there's a couple of documentaries that came out. There's a lot of history that, that, that we, Black people in Cincinnati, have to start soaking up, for sure. For sure. Um because like they're they're starting to churn and, and rework the game 
Mm-hmm. Right. The first plan was the three CDC take over the West End, transform it, gentrify a whole bunch of black people in Avondale and College Hill and and uh, Madisonville. You feel me? Yeah. That's all part of the plan. But now that plan's already working, right? Now they're starting to design other stuff for us <laughs> of how to hurt us and move us around. So we got to get active and knowing our history. I think that part's really important. But I, I digress. But when it comes to the, to the boys in school, like it's it's really teaching them how to be efficient about how they're going to play this game, right? There are certain behaviors that are, are very, very, they're going to get you in trouble. Go into that knowing that you can make the decision, but know the consequences well, right? I studied my discipline handbook and I was like, anytime I wanted to go to ISS so I could I just didn't like being, I was an honors class. <laughs> my years right. ago, my kids. It just felt like a toxic space for me, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to go to ISS with my friends. Like, I can't do this, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or I'm going to go to, I'm going to get a detention because I know I'm going to be, it's cool. It's, we 15 deep in there, right? Because they all my yeah. neighbor. Um, but it's about just making sure that you do what you need to do and that your grades are a reflection of who you are in character, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that you have before you're, you know, before you graduate that one, first, first and foremost, we got to start teaching in high school. When you get to high school, your GPA is, is, is a dollar sign. <laughs> you can make money from your GPA. These kids that were who were making millions of dollars, like they got a million dollars in scholarships and da, da 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 da. That's the a lot of that's the institutional money. The checks that they were getting from local organizations, most of those mm-hmm. checks are written in, in that child's name and can go into their bank account. Absolutely. And I always tell the story of my mentee. Um I saw him, he had a Tuskegee shirt on. I'm like, oh, you go to Tuskegee? He was like, now nah, I want to go to another school. He said, I want to go to Morehouse. So, oh, you do? At the time, I was national secretary. I popped the trunk. I had a whole bunch of literature and all that kind of stuff. And I said, if you put in the work, he said, I got a 2-7. It's like, cool. You put in the work. I promise I'll get you to and through Morehouse. He did 35 scholarship applications, got $20,000 with a 2-7. If you had, if he had a three five, he would have got like fifty thousand. Not necessarily true. My nephew just graduated in twenty nineteen, and number eighteenth in his class, and Mm -hmm. come from a two parent family, and it was like, yes, he got scholarship money, but the major universities wasn't really checking for him. They like, yeah, let's come, come the first semester, and we'll see what you could do. He's good now. Because you know what I'm saying? Again, he did the he did the work, but it was kind of like we don't really want to give you no money because your parents can really afford it. No, I get that part. You're not gonna get any love from the institutions when <laughs> when your parents make money. That's not gonna happen at all. But what I'm saying is the local scholarships. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the the AKA scholarship and the Delta scholarship. Well, for the fellas, it's the, the Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Scholarship. It's the mm-hmm. Phi Sigma Fraternity. You apply for all of them. Yeah. 
the different community organizations. I hear music in the air gives a scholarship that goes along with the concert. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. Shout out to Tracy. Uh, yeah, artist. my nephew was a recipient in 2019. Shout out to Miss Artist. She's amazing. Um, yeah, phenomenal. So, like, I'm talking about those dollars. There's yeah. a ton of organizations who they don't have people apply every year, right? Or mm-hmm. they're just gonna go with the best story or whoever had the best interview. That's the hustle. That's the grind, right? And mm-hmm. if you stick to that. He did 35 of those and got twenty thousand dollars. And that was cash, check. The rest of his money came from Morehouse through a, a program called the Bonner Scholars Office. So he was doing community service every nice. semester. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's what paid the other half of his tuition. But it was a grind, you know. Paying for college is, is it's a lot. Um, but but it, go, it goes down for any black, any black boy, all black children, period. Right? You got to attack school with a plan. Just Absolutely. not about what you, because you're only going to get out of it what you put into it. And even people talk about college and there's this whole movement, you shouldn't go to college. I disagree. And the, and the reason I disagree has nothing to do with what you can accomplish. It's about the people that you meet and the people that you're going to come across. You know, the beautiful thing about going to an HBCU is that everybody looks like you. Everybody has dreams. And then they get older and they actually go accomplish them, right? I wouldn't trade my network, the people that I know and the places that I could, hey, I'm in your city, bro. Like being able to make that phone call, I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world. It's invaluable. It's worth way more than my student loans. Like I don't care nothing about no student loans. Like it was worth it because the, your, your power comes from your network. And at HBCUs in particular, that's the education I endorse because that's the only places I believe are safe for our black children. Uh, a lot of people have come through predominantly white institutions and done pretty well. And I'm not knocking any of them or their experiences. I just know that there's a different kind of, your perspective is changed about black people if you graduate from an HBCU. You believe in black people in a very different way. And you see the beauty and power and strength in us um, because that's what you're trained to see for four years. And it is a beautiful experience. I never take it back. Yeah, what you said is very powerful about creating a network, um, a network. I call it a network because at the end of the day, your connections are endless possibilities. Um like literally I have, I, I tell this to my mentees as well. You have to um, definitely get out there and start networking. So I agree. College is definitely worth it for your network. For sure. For sure. For sure. Definitely. 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 If nothing else for that, for sure. So we're going to take a break and we will be right back. When you leave your business, do you leave the door unlocked? When facing legal matters in the business world, do not leave your business unprotected. There is help when it comes to business contracting, even collecting past due receivables from clients. An experienced attorney is critical to resolving disputes. Don't do it alone. 
At SJS Law Firm, their mission is to partner with clients to help them achieve the business of their dreams and plans with timely and strategic legal advice. Their legal counselors and advisors committed, providing individualized service that is tailored to the unique needs of your business. SJS Law Firm provides the legal support you need to move forward with confidence. Secure the knowledge that you have a legal team watching out for your best interests. Don't leave the door open. Call SJS Law Firm serving small business owners, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits. Profits. Call 202-505-5309. That's 202-505-5309. Or find them at the sjslawfirm.com. The Life Sunday Collection, where exotic elegance meets luxury. Our collection is a one-stop shop. Whether it's a woman looking for her favorite product line or a husband looking for his own favorite product that he steals from his wife's collection, or you could be shopping for a gift, the Life Sunday Collection is your new favorite one-stop shop. The Life Sunday Collection is a world-class hair care company. Our products are multi-universal and multi-ethnic. Our luxury products are 100% sulfate-free, paraben-free, formaldehyde-free, and DEA-free. Our line of products are the best of the best, from our ingredients to our premium platinum virgin 12 gray A hair. We are the Total Collection. Shop the Total Collection, where exotic elegance meets luxury, at thelikesundaycollection.com. You can also find us on Instagram underneath the Like Sunday Collection. The Like Sunday Collection, where exotic elegance meets luxury. We are the Total Collection. Hey everybody, it's your girl Coach Alana Brooks, and we are now back. We you are listening to I Am Becoming, and I have Mr. Carlton Collins, the education expert, with us. Listen, we talked about some heavy stuff to unpack in the first half of the show, but I want to go into um now that we're back. You are the co-founder of Engines That Work. Let's talk about that a little bit. I know it's a minority-based um, business development firm um, based in Cincinnati, where we're from. Uh, talk about that. What you guys got going on with that? So the idea around Engines That Work is how do we get more Black businesses to grow from scale? Um, came across the, the stat that only 4% of Black-owned businesses have paid employees, and that's 4% of 7% of the total number of small business firms that we represent in the country. And, you know, we're 12% of the population, right? So we're not creating businesses at a level that, that even representative of us. Um, <clears throat> so the, the business was really designed, I, I partnered with um, an incredible man. Uh, his name is Mark Givens. He founded RISE uh, Business Solutions. Uh, and RISE stands for Real Innovation and Solutions for Entrepreneurs. Um, He's had the company for 12 years, um, had a long career in, in, in Atlanta, but he's, he's born and raised here. He's a Cincinnati boy. Um, and we just, he, he had been doing one-on-one coaching, providing services. So, you know, we work with 30 different consultants that help with, with different projects, um, different aspects. If you need a specialist in HR, you need a 
uh, a specialist in building out your sales strategy or training your employees or whatever the case may be. We help out with a little bit of everything. But really our, our primary goal is to, how do we get you towards acceleration, right? Uh, mm -hmm. How do we get you up stable, creating the necessary processes, um, the systems that you can then duplicate? Uh, we very much so believe in lean business development, um, meaning keeping your operational costs as low as humanly possible for as long as humanly possible. <clears throat> Where you can run your entire company on a shoestring budget, but it's also efficient for you. Um, so that, that's what that's a lot of what we do. We do strategy, partner with a whole bunch of people. Um, we will be launching a podcast here soon, and it, it'll go by the name Real Innovation and Solutions for Entrepreneurs. Um, and, and yeah, that's that's it in a, in a gist. But it's been incredible getting, getting to know the Cincinnati Black business community. Um, grateful. I've been in the space for four years now, and and but I've been an entrepreneur for a little over 10 years. Nice. Make sure you have me on there, the business coach. <laughs> I would love to come on and definitely talk about some strategies. That's, that's my expertise for sure. So I know earlier last season, I had your business partner on uh, with the Heights movement. So I told, I said on that interview that I would have you on the, the other half of the dynamic duo, even though I know you guys got some, got some supportive uh, co-hosts and strong arms with y'all in the, in the movement. So tell me what's going on with the Heights movement in a beautiful community that we uh, live and serve. Um, so the Heights movement has been, it's been an absolute whirlwind. Um, a lot of, a lot of positive things have been happening though. Um, so what came out of, you know, the murder of George Floyd was, you know, these corporate companies wanting to do more, right? Get their hands actually dirty, not keep giving to the same programs and systems and, hey, they want to make an impact, Right. Um, it just so happened that um, I call her our sensei, <laughs> uh, Miss Joanne Sawyer, who was also part, she was in, with, inside of GE, but she was also part of uh, um, part of their employee fund, right? And at the time I was working for Lincoln Heights Outreach. And it really just spawned an opportunity for us to, you know, be working hand in hand you know, we became the conduit between the residents and, you know, you know, corporate companies and philanthropic partners and the whole nine. So we just have some incredible plans to, to transform um, Lincoln Heights. Our four pillars are uh, education and workforce development, economic development, uh, beautification and social justice, as well as uh, public health and wellness. So we're still the ones fighting against the Cincinnati Police Department gun range. Um, gonna gonna get that thing moved this year. I promise. Man, I'm praying because <laughs> listen, I live on the back of it. It, it. it interrupts everything for real, for real. People don't understand like what it means. Like we we really don't move for gunshots. Like it's different. Like 
Yeah, it's it's different, but listen, we don't have the best internet reset, like nothing. It affects so much that people would not even imagine that it affects, honestly. Right. Besides and, you know, your peace of mind and it traumatizing you, you know what I'm saying, subconsciously, absolutely. But it's it's other nuances that really, really like make day-to-day living very challenging for sure. Yeah, it's 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 different. And the thing that just killed me was like you know, I was a kid out here hearing it, you know what I mean? I'm on, I'm on both sides of it. Um, and, and like now I'm back, right? I'm, I'm back from Atlanta. I'm, I'm here, like completely different context and that's still the same, right? Yeah. At the time yeah. I was running I was running an after school program in summer camp at Lincoln Heights Elementary. And I'm just like, I gotta send my kids out to, to the playground to hear gunshots. Like, and it's just crazy. But it part of it is, you know, just being numb to it as well, right? Not yeah. it. but then so I was just sitting there and I was just hearing it, and I was like, nah, we gotta move that thing, right? If there's mm-hmm. one thing we can all agree on, we can agree on this. And you know, I went to Durant's and then it we, we just took off from there, you know. And this is when your network comes in, right? Yeah, for uh, sure. And got things moving, but and it just so happened, you know. COVID, the pandemic. COVID, but Juneteenth, that's when we did our protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it just took off from there. But, you know, with these four pillars, there's a lot of different projects that we're working on. Um, we're gonna we're gonna be launching an innovation center. Um, it'll be on Adams Street, and, uh-huh. and taking an old church, converting it, um, making a space where kids can create and build, and um, you know there'll be a studio in there, and we're just gonna give a place for kids to 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 get productive, learn skills. Uh, most importantly, we definitely push uh, STEM or STEAM. Uh, science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics, uh-huh. and it's arts and agriculture, so it's A-squared, uh, because we also started Community Garden, and that's supported by Kroger, um, and, it, and the crazy thing about it, we've been doing all of this, <laughs> it has just been a labor of love, we don't even pay ourselves yet, and it's crazy. It's dope, though, but really, <laughs> like, the leg- the legacy building that you guys are doing is going to be far greater reward than any salary could ever gain because like literally raising a young black man like the conversations that I have with my 11 year old son just the representation alone is very powerful and then also too it's a STEM school coming to the community for for black and brown children which is super dope um and you know again going back to the fact that my son's been in private school you know since his kindergarten you know my son begins to have conversations about representation of his skin color and in his gender as far as how it shows up in his education about two or three years ago which was powerful to me that you know he recognized that and he was like you know uh, he had a black principal for the past two years and he was like man like he was like man mom like the first time that I'm able to see another black male in mm-hmm. a, a, a position of authority that's not a police officer or you know something like that somebody that's tangible like right in front of me that I can see he was like it's 
it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? He was very fascinated. And I was just like, you know, it was, it was, um, it was pleasing for me as a mom to be able to provide that for him um, mm-hmm. indirectly. You know what I'm saying? He was just, and, and the fact that he was so conscious of it um, at such a young age and that it was so important to him. So uh, you guys, you, you guys are really, really, you know, pushing the envelope forward. I applaud you definitely for sure. That's why, you know, I definitely um, have no hesitation with lending my platform to you causes because, you know, we all have a part to play. Like, that's my motto. I feel like we all a, a piece of this puzzle in this circle called life. So, you know, we all got to do whatever part we can do. You know what I'm saying? I said we need to be like ants. Ants are small people, but they're very powerful and how much they can lift and move. Um, and, and they're workers and they're strategists and how they think and they get the job done. So I, I really applaud you guys, like for real, for real, like in the people that are co-laboring with you, because it's it's a it's a major undertaking to take in that the fact that you guys are younger um, and are are trying to uphold what was, you know, what came before you guys and make it even better and upon, expound upon that is, is really dope. No, absolutely. And I mean, that's why we started with the mural, right? Like we have no place where we're telling the history of like, it's like, it's crazy to me. Like, it's just so many incredible people and things that happen. And like, it's hallowed ground, right? Not just in Cincinnati, it's hallowed ground in, in America. You know, Link Heights is important to Black America for a lot of different reasons. Most importantly, because, you know, the Black Wall Streets that we talk about in, in other places, you know what I mean? They were destroyed. Um, whatever you want to call it, white envy. <laughs> um, yeah. Disdain for our success, which is funny. One of the things that comes out the book is uh, success is an act of rebellion. To be successful is not what everybody does. There's also just some incredible things that we're going to get to do with the, with the Obama Foundation this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to do more community community needs assessments. We're going to be talking a lot about mental health, um, particularly among our youth. We have a peace camp coming up um, this summer, but also there's going to be a mental health first aid certification training for a bunch of coaches, teachers, anybody working with kids. Like we got some slots, got got that funded. I've been working at that for about two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just been, it, it's just been incredible just to, to, for it all to come together, there's a lot of working pieces, but most importantly, there's change coming. Um, it's been a long time. How do they sign up for that if they if, if somebody wanted to get involved with it? Well, for anybody who wants to get involved with the Heights Movement as a whole, um, just go to our website, uh, theheightsmovement.org. Uh, just sign up. There's a there's a, a one pager highlighting all the various things that we're doing. And as we got in the fire, we need to update it. It's even more stuff now. Um, and just anybody can find us, right? And we're here. We're here trying to do the work. So if you want to pour in, you want to invest your time and talent, because that's all we're asking for these white corporations for the most part. We get into the treasure part too, but the time and the talent has been, has been what's been the most impactful of their employees, right? 
You know, Cincinnati doesn't lack talent. We have some of the biggest corporations in the world. People, you know, people don't understand why God calls us to, to pray for our leaders because I always tell people when you're called, your your purpose is so heavy, right? And people think like even when you operate in it effortlessly, there are things that go with that. So like when I say I commend y'all, like I really, really commend y'all because people people always think they can lead something until they got to do it. And then they be like, they be talking, but it's about that movement of the body. It's about being able to go when you don't feel like it. Um, even when, like you said, it's not paying and the reward is not what people think it is. Um, so again, I commend you for sure. Cause sheesh, it's people say they're saying heavy is the head that wears the crown, but they don't even really know what they saying because Man. they've never put that crown on. They never had to, had to weigh that, wear that backpack with the bricks that keep stacking inside of it. Um, knowing how to delegate, take charge, you know what I'm saying? Also, um, being broke down to be rebuilt so that you could be the mm -hmm. messenger. Um, yeah. um, I say it all the time. Like, if you don't, if you haven't learned how to surrender to God, you and your purpose ain't connected yet. Oh, yeah. Not, I'm not <laughs> like it's, it, I tell, I tell my listeners all the time, like, it's in you. You have everything that you need to be successful inside of you. People come along the journey to unpack or help you unleash or realize what is inside of you but you're right like if you have no sign of surrendering you, you will never get to the depth of yourself your soul um because god so you, sends people you can't do it. like there's no way yeah and it's funny to quote ho he was like uh he said this song is like a call a hallmark card until you get here right it's mm -hmm. like you and anybody who to me the greatest song where he just dropped knowledge on everybody was beach chair like the album was slept on kingdom come but beach chair just check it out mm -hmm. but you know the process is such an intentional process that you have to go through to get to a place of depth within yourself right being so committed to the idea of the purpose and the vision that god wrote for your life yeah. Uh, it's so important like for you to I always say like God broke me twice he ain't gonna break me a third time mm. like and you know those two times they luckily came a little early right mm -hmm. but but at that point it was just like nah like you you have to go all in yeah. and going all in doesn't mean I just quit my job right but I have done that a couple times. <laughs> I, <Yeah>. seen <laughs> I know about but, that. So I done did some crazy faith walks for God. Like everybody man. looking at you like, so just don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Walk with me. But uh, it's also right. Acknowledging that if God gave you a vision on the other side of that is provision. If you keep walking. Yes. Right. Talk about it. Like if you just keep executing, you show up every day. You do what's uncomfortable. You push through. And it's funny, like, um, when you don't have consistency, you still have commitment. Mm. Say, because you got to say that one more time for the people in the back, because that need to be a shirt like that. That is the new 2022 <laughs> slogan. 
when you don't have consistency, you still have commitment. I need you to drop that again, bro, for them one time because they they don't even know how heavy that was. It, it's just so real, right? And it's and it's the other one. I gotta make this shirt. Uh, conviction over convenience. Woo. <laughs> Where it's just like you can't. If you're always trying to go with what's comfortable, you're never pushing yourself, right? Like you're Whoa. never. Like, so so the end. The, I end the book with the rebels equation. So it's um, you subtract bias, meaning your experiences, what you do, those are yours. They don't have nothing to do with nobody else. (laughs) It's up for you to understand and process everything. So subtract bias. You got to understand your biases and you got to be able to discern and see when other people are operating out of theirs, right? You subtract bias, you add stress. You got to put it on. It's gonna. It's not going to be easy. If whoever said it was going to be easy, they lied to you. It's going to be worth it. Yeah. Like you'll get there, but you got to add that stress. You got to keep stretching yourself. You got to keep flexing the muscle. Continuous learning. If you're not learning, you're essentially dead out here. We are in the knowledge economy. You can have Listen. all the in the world, but you can't. It, there's nothing you can trade that's that's better than intellectual capital, because mm. it helps you move with people, right? We ain't face to face no more. You got to be able to communicate through this thing, through these devices, and you have to come yeah. across. But that doesn't come like anytime I speak, I, I make them hold up their phone, especially to black men. This ain't gonna save you. <laughs> look left and look right that's who gonna save you like y'all gonna save each other it's about it's about communities we have to be more communal as people so add stress you divide that by purpose because if you're operating in your purpose it doesn't feel hard it's not heavy lifting you're just exercising Mm. greatest muscle right so you divide that by purpose and then you'll multiply success so I wanted to drop a definition in here that the, the people don't. So two two words came to me like spiritually was contort and capacity. Mm. So to contort means to twist or bend out of normal shape. So when you when you are getting ready to be pushed to your highest level of capacity, you you're gonna have to be willing to let your body your mind your emotions be contorted because you come here one way but God never intended us to stay the same Mm -hmm. he he made room he made room for us to grow um and for us to be stretched for your capacity the maximum amount that something can contain the amount that something can produce so you got to ask yourself, are you at your fullest capacity walking in your purpose or your calling? And most times the answer is no, because you're not willing to contort your mind, your emotions. What you say, bro, what was your slogan? You said, even when you don't have consistency, you still have commitment. And that's the thing. We A lot of people want to be rich. A lot of people want to be famous. Um, and I don't know. And I, I'm going to say this. I don't know if people's desire for fame is for the riches, the wealth, or for the impact. But that's for you to determine for yourself. But for me, 
if I was to ever be famous, even though I really don't want no parts of being famous, you you catch me where the people, catch me where the silent famous people are, the ones that are behind the scenes making impact. Those mm-hmm. to me are the most famous people because they are contorted. They are stretched to their highest level of capacity, even when they are at the capacity that they feel like is the shape that they were willing to let God contort them to in this moment, in this season, they are willing to be stretched again because Mm -hmm. their whole purpose is to make impact, to be great. They want to be great to make others great. When you say contort, the the, the image that just popped in my head is the potter's wheel. You feel me? Yeah. Just molding you and eh, add a little water, rebuild you. Yeah. Shape. Right. And I think we've I think we've gotten to, to certain places where we follow so many people, right? Mm-hmm. I said it thing three things that are never gonna be the same, right? Is friend, <laughs> follower, and influence. Mm. those three words are changed forever because of social media those definitions are changed forever yeah so when it's all said and done like no like you're not my friend like if i don't know you in person for it like we ain't really friends we cool (laughs) but we ain't friends right we gotta get back no we not even can we let's 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 normalize also too like let's just say I want let's go back to I'm gonna take an old saying this this about to be throwback right here. I want to make your acquaintance. People gotta put that work in now. Like right. we ain't even cool. You don't know me. I don't know you. Maybe there's something that that you see about me, mm. but but when you approach me, I tell people this all the time. Like and and, and I say I want to say this. I feel like it's the most responsible thing to say, and I, and I'm gonna say this even about you. A lot of people. And, and, and what you and Deron are doing, a lot of people will try to get down with the movement, right? Mm-hmm. But you just a fan. Like, it's something shiny about the impact, right? right. It's like, ooh, I see, them, I see them moving and shaking over here in these rooms and all of this. But I want to go back to something you said earlier in the interview, right? Every seed don't just bloom in this season. Mm. It took it, it it takes years. years. Years of work you don't see, right? And I, I often think about Jesus and how he was called to, to save the whole world. And he walked around knowing that before he was even born, right? He knew that he had a, he was coming here for a purpose on arrival. And how people, he, he, he chose certain people to walk with him. But even the people that he chose to walk closely with him were not aware of his full experience and his full journey. They weren't there when a seed was planted. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Um, my man, Lawrence Kane, Abundance University. Um, mm-hmm. It's food at home. <laughs> you got food, food at home. home. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but one of one of his money seeds, and I always loved this one, was you know the the um, the seed is always smaller than the harvest. Woo! That's powerful. And 
you know, it's just, you, you have to put in that time. And it's, it's funny, like I'm in this space in education and things shaking and moving and all of that. And it's like, nah, but this, I really got in this space when I was 18 years old. Before, but before you even came into your own, you got to think about the seed that your great great grandfather planted for you to be the leader that you are now. He had to lead first for you to be a leader. Mm. Mm-hmm. We gonna come away from that because that's a whole, that's a whole. That a preach right there. So, bro, listen. I want to end on that. I want you to tell everybody where we can find you on social media so they can stay connected. And they can they can become a disciple to the movement and really 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 sign up to make some true impact. No, for sure. Um, again, check us out at the Heights Movement. Um, just the Heights uh, Movement dot org. Uh, that's and it's the Heights Movement on IG and Facebook and all those things too. <clears throat> but you can find me uh, again. I'm Carlson Collins, um, at Educated Rebel. So that's E D U C the number eight D rebel R E B E L. Um, yeah. You can find me everywhere or educate the world. Um, if you see me say something, highlight me. If there's something that you want to build, let's talk about it. Um, but most importantly, like black people come alive. It's our time. Absolutely. Y'all know you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under I must become the number one. You can go to my website to book your leap session at I must become.com. Listen, you are, you know my saying, it's never not a time to become. Be the change that you want to see in the world. Be the change that you never knew existed. Listen, don't do anything for man's approval, but do everything with man in mind because we are all an intricate piece in this puzzle in this circle called life. I love you in real life. Meet me here, beat me here every Sunday at 3 p.m. Peace. Mm-hmm.